Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Gerald Green, a former NFL wide receiver, now turned entrepreneur. He's not a CEO of Strides AI. So Jared has played for three years in the NFL for a number of NFL teams, such as the Panthers, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Raiders. So Jared, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Great. So Jared, what I want to talk to you about today is first we'll talk about your background in elite sports in the NFL. Then we'll discuss your path to uh, entrepreneurship. And then we'll discuss your company and then the benefits for former NFL players, right, to work with you. And then we'll talk about the best players and coaches that you work with. And then lastly, we'll talk about your plan for the next 12 months. How does it sound? Absolutely. Wonderful. Great. So, Jared, uh, could you start by telling us about your background as a former NFL player? Yeah, uh, I think different than many other football players, my desire was to um, leverage football to do my other desires. Um, Yep. philanthropic desires, uh, professional desires outside of the game. So um, never, never was really in love with the sport, like some people who really love sports. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a childhood game. I think it's fun to play. And it's a great thing to build, you know, uh, wealth in order to leverage that wealth for, for the things that you're really passionate about and the things that your purpose is driven by. So uh, yeah. for me, my father played in the NFL. Um, for 20 years, he's in the Hall of Fame, Daryl Green. And my desire was to leverage what he had saved for me. So getting the full ride scholarship to the University of Virginia and then, you know, start investing and doing things with those funds. And then also to make it to the NFL to accumulate more wealth for myself. So that was the goal. That's what kind of, you know, that's not probably a common story, but uh, that's why I played the game. Well, first of all, I mean, yes, your father wasn't, NFL player, right? Out of fame, but there was no guarantee we we're going to make it to the NFL. That is true. That is true. So, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it must have been super hard to make it. Yeah. And I think, I think that's one of the, um, one of the unique things about trying to go to the next, le- next level. Sometimes it's not all about how hard you work, sometimes yeah. it's about your natural talent and it's about being at the right school and getting the right look and the right opportunity. You yeah. know, for, for some people, they thought, oh, you got you got the NFL because of your father. No, they don't. They yeah. don't give people they don't give people big, big checks because they're dead. <laughs> yeah, but you had to fight that. Maybe. I'm sure when you talk to teams, you had to kind of fight that perception. Oh, you're the son of. Oh, no, no that, the teams, the teams didn't ha- didn't say that because they they watched a lot of film and they've seen me at practice. They see me at games. It's I it's see. people who don't really understand sports. Right. Oh, yeah, you probably just got there because of your. You know, it's like, no, that doesn't work. You know, okay. that, that might work in corporate, in the corporate world where a guy gets his gets his son a job, but not in the NFL okay. uh, where you have yep. to make plays and, and, and coaches have to make their money. So, um, you know, it, that was that was a, a, a great experience for me. 
um, I, the reason why I said it's not always about working the hardest, because, you know, I put everything into it when I was, when I was in the game, when I was preparing, when I was training, I put everything into it. Um, But at the same time, there are other guys who put everything into it as well. But if you don't have the talent and the opportunity, it's three things, you know, there's the preparation and the dedication. Then there's the time, um, you know, on, on the field, you know, you got to have the talent to show your, um, you know, that you're good on the field. And then finally, there's the opportunities uh, for a team to pick you because you're the right size, the right body style uh, for Mm -hmm. the team. The, you know, there's, if you're a big receiver, you go to these certain teams. If you're a small receiver, you go to these certain teams. You could run kicks back. You know, there's every team has their specific guy in the same way that you meet someone that works at Facebook and there's kind of a profile or, or yep. someone who works for Price Waterhouse or, um, yep. you know, or, or, or Microsoft. There's kind of a look and feel and a, and a skill that they're looking for. Same thing with NFL. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as far as the corporate world, which is what I came from, um, for example, when I worked at Google, Corporate, I mean, for it a bit. I, I felt like they were trying to hire certain people. Oh and yeah. If you don't There's fit the, Google the age way. group, right? Yeah, but it's uh, it's frustrating for people who are trying to get into Google, and you feel like you don't fit the kind of the mall. I mean, you know what I mean? That's a that's a great example of what it's like to try to play in the NFL. You, just because you're the fastest or the strongest or the biggest or or whatever, it doesn't mean you're doesn't mean you're going to play because there's 32 teams. And they have 32 styles of player for each each position. So so if you're um, a great example would be have you noticed? <clears throat> and may, may, maybe you haven't, but Dallas always has a big wide receiver. Ever since the beginning, they've always really? had a big guy. You know, a lot of the number 88s were big, tall wide receivers. Why is that? Why, why is that? That's just their style. That's that's huh. what they're looking for because that 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 that's the style of play. That's their maybe their offense, um, and so um, that so makes sense to them. Um, you have you have teams like um, uh, you know the Baltimore Ravens. They've had uh, running a running quarterback for for quite some time now, and then mm-hmm. if you look at their backups, you know, and they had RG three recently. Their backups were running quarterbacks, but before this guy uh, Lamar came. They, they had all kind of um, athletic, but but good, pa- you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Pocket passers. Um, yep. And so so if you if you are Peyton Manning and you're coming out today, if you're a Peyton Manning style quarterback coming out today, the Ravens aren't interested in you because nice. they're looking for a running gun uh, quarterback. So <clears throat> that's that's kind of, uh, you know, when you're thinking about profile talents uh, and skill set that aligns with a specific organization that you're looking for. And that's why when people try to go work for, you know, Deloitte or something, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to probably need some certifications and some background that makes sense. Um, I was just <laughs> laughing, talking to a friend of mine about how <laughs> that if you went to Cornell, then, then you go, you know, an intern at EY and then yep. you leave EY and then you go work at, PWC or vice versa, and then you go to Russell Reynolds. It's like, you know, Ivy yep. League to to one of those three, and then you end up at Russell Re- Reynolds, and and that's the that's the ecosystem. So you just gotta respect it. Yeah, I mean, that reminds me of one time I, I met a guy. He was I think he was working for either like a Deloitte, and then it was funny because he was always on the road. He said Monday I just go and see my clients, and then he was sleeping at friends' houses. He didn't have a house. And I was like, I don't, you know, it's fine when you're a young guy, 
But when you have wife and kids, I, this doesn't work. But they're mm -hmm. looking for people like that out of high yep. school, you know, out of college. We don't have, I wouldn't say a life, but they don't have responsibilities at home. So it's perfect for them. But they would not hire a guy who's got two kids at home, you know, got to be at home every night. It's just not going to work. Yeah, there's a number of companies that are looking for that young single guy or gal that's going to give, you know, 60 hours to 80 hours a week. You know, yeah. that's, that's what they do. And and those people love that. They don't have a family to worry about. They don't have a spouse or, or you know, whatever. So, yeah, there's there's just certain looks, certain feels, certain skill sets that, that companies have. And the NFL is the same. OK, now tell me more about well, so that transition. Right. I know you said you always had that that kind of plan to, uh, you know, to be an entrepreneur. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So how has that transition from the NFL to having your own business? And what you're doing now, which is interesting, right? Which is helping from NFL players to um, work in the corporate world, right? So, how was that transition? Was it easy, or was it? How was it? Yeah, I think I think for me the transition was about timing because I always wanted to transition. I didn't want to play football for a long time. Didn't yeah. want to get get a bunch of concussions and and not be able oh, yeah. to pick up my children or, or or remember things that I'm saying during a keynote. You know, I don't I don't want to go through that. Sure. Um, and, and so my transition was really, um, accelerated because I lived in the Bay when I was mm -hmm. on the Raiders and in the Bay, there was the boom, the tech boom. Um, and, and what was happening with Uber, Twitter, all of those companies about 30 minutes from our facility. Um, yeah. and so, so I started to dabble into that, started to get to know some executive coaches out there. Yep. Um, in San Jose and and I started to fall in love with business so I would get out of practice especially during the off season and I would go and and sit under people and listen to them and learn and, and connect mm -hmm. with people make make a ton of connections well eventually I started loving that more than I love football <laughs> you know, one day I remember going out there to practice and saying why am I doing this there's people and, and at the same time also I was meeting people who were making six hundred thousand dollars a year you know, oh, yeah. at the time, at the time, the rookie minimum in the NFL was probably four seventy-five. Yeah. So, like, okay, you're not sweating and getting yelled at by a coach and being cussed sure. out by fans, and 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 worrying about if you're going to get cut or not, and and only, you know, and and all of those things, and you're just, you know, going into different corporations and you're consulting or you're working for one of these juggernauts, or yeah. or you have your own firm. Man, I'm in the wrong profession. You know, <laughs> you're not you're not risking concussions and broken bones. So uh, that really got me excited. And, and the transition was easy because I saw it. A lot of times you have to see it. I meet a lot of young kids. I ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a football player. That, well, that's what they see. They see it on TV. You know, mm -hmm. everybody's talking about it. What people aren't seeing and what they're not talking about is these corporate checks. You know, these, these guys uh, getting these sales deals where, you know, maybe their base salary is $300,000 and then they're closing a, a, an awesome quarter and getting a $200,000 bonus. You know, they mm -hmm. don't see that, you know, they don't, they don't see uh, these, these young people who go from intern to, you know, senior director um, over a course of 10 years or five years, whatever. And, uh, and, and all the money that's being made in that, in those industries. So I, I saw it. And once I saw it, it transformed the way that I thought um so so yeah i was going to tell you i i mean i 
yes, I work in a corporate world. I work for Google and Samsung, but I also work for Wall Street back in 2008, which was the worst time. Oh, that was a terrible time. Street, right? So, <laughs> but for, I was in LA. So getting up at 3.30 in the morning, get mm. to work at by 4.30 a.m. and work <laughs> until midnight because of earnings season. I'm like, after a year, I was done. Yeah. And yeah. so, yes, I would say, yes, you can make a lot of money, but actually I was making less money by the hour because I was working double. Well, yeah, they don't realize. So, <laughs> and the amount of stress was like through the roof. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. So I got out of it, but I see what you say. I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, the potential for earnings in those corporation or banking, it's just, yeah, it could be very high, right? So absolutely. And, and, and maybe, <clears throat> you know, maybe not Wall Street, but the quality of life at the time in, the, in 2013, 14, 15 at Google, when they had transformed the way that their office was looking and the, mm -hmm. the employee experience and the gym and the chef and the, all that stuff. I mean, these, I had some friends that were working there who are still there now that were living like royalty. You know, they get their job done, uh, mm -hmm. but, but the experience of being there, you don't want to leave. Now, obviously Google's mm -hmm. smart. <laughs> you make the place that they don't want to leave and then they stay there and they continue to work. But um, great environment in the same way that, that, um, you know, you go on a football team and you're in the facility and you got your chef and you got, you know, your lazy boys and you can play video games. Well, you can do the same thing um, without without all of the things that come with being in the NFL. Well, I tell you what, so I worked for Google in 2016. And like you said, free food, free lunch, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all that stuff. And I actually sort of the same at Facebook because they, they, they copy each other, right? And yeah. I was working with people at Google was there for 10 years. And I'm not joking when I say some of those people would get into a meeting and say, ask some smart questions, go back to their desk and buy stuff online all day. And, that's <laughs> I mean, and I was like, this is what I want too. But I think those people now, because of the layoffs and because of the, the ratings oh, yeah. and all that stuff, they are the first to go because they've been costing Google so much money and their oh, productivity yeah. is not very high, right? They're liabilities. They're liabilities, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but it's, yeah, it's kind of funny, right? But, uh, you know, yeah. all power to them, right? They're taking advantage of the yeah. system. So Yeah, and, um, and that's the thing. It's like, if you're, and this is why why we started, and we'll get into the whole strides thing, I know. Yeah. But um, the reason why I started engaging players is because you put on a former athlete, professional athlete, in yeah. that environment, they're not going to slack off. They're not going to waste time. They're going to, they're going to execute at a high level because they know how to rest and recover and they know how to perform. And that's, yeah. that's what it means to really be a corporate athlete. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the fun and the perks, but at the same time, you got to do your job. Um, so tell but, me about I, your company. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about how do you get the idea of stride AI? I mean, I kind of understand it, but tell me about, you know, how big is your company? What is your kind of mission? Uh, who do you work with? Which corporations? Maybe if you can tell me. But uh, yeah, I'd love to hear more about it. We're a startup. We're uh, raising capital. We're uh, just getting off the ground. We've got some really awesome technology, um, yeah. and we have some 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 really really uh, strong advocates uh, who are in our circle. Our advisory board is strong as well. So so we we have all the makings to be really successful. Here's the differentiator. Yeah. <clears throat> For us, not only are we leveraging artificial intelligence to connect player, former players and to get them paired with different opportunities, such as uh, mentorship uh, by, from executives 
and um, uh, uh, job opportunities, uh, you know, that, that their profile pairs them with uh, via the mm -hmm. artificial intelligence. But the differentiator is, and I'm a member, so I can say this, I'm a member of the NFLPA, I'm a member of mm -hmm. NFL Players Trust, I'm, a, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm appreciative of the NFL. But the differentiator is we have no ulterior motives. We have no investors. We have no NFL owners that we have to submit to or NFL. You know, we, we, we don't, we're our own people. And we're yeah. our own community and we're highly vetted. Um, and, and, and we're, we're closed in such a way that players can feel safe to have these conversations. And anybody that we bring into the platform that's not a player is only there to give players opportunities. There's no fans, there's no autographs, there's no, you know, requests. It's it's strictly business. And um, I think the NFLPA has done a great job when it comes to, you know, helping players with mental health and physical health. I think mm -hmm. the the players trust has has done some great things as far as getting players some benefits um, and some things outside of, you know, maybe it's outside of healthcare um, where where players can have access to certain things. Um, that that provide value to them in their household. But there is no space for any uh, sports organization, as we've done a ton of market research, where it is solely a place for players to be a pool, a, a, a highly, uh, a high performing pool of talent. We know that the top, the top employees uh, that the, the jobs appreciate to, or hiring mm -hmm. managers, hiring managers appreciate are former military, former athletes. They have discipline. They know what it means to be accountable. They take correction and they take coaching well. And they 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 push themselves. They're self-motivated more than anybody else and they want to perform. And they'll mm -hmm. do it alone without waiting for someone to see them do it because that's what's what's built in them. So we have this 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 pool of talent that's world class who've been proven to 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 be the best in in their industry, the NFL. And yeah. now we're connecting that pool of talent with hiring managers, executives, um, you know, mentor executives who want to mentor and executives who want to hire them. Um, they can get board seats. They can get sales jobs. They can get um, uh, tech technical jobs, all of that on our platform. Um, in addition to learning and upskilling and becoming better and better all in this community. So our goal is to do this for the NFL because I'm a former NFL player, mm -hmm. but we want to go into the NFL, uh, to the NBA. Uh, yeah. We want to get into, you know, a number of different uh, organization uh, industries in athletics because it's just not a space for them. Uh, it, it just hasn't been done. It hasn't been done yet. Uh, and, and we think that this is what helps companies become more agile, but it also helps players to grow in their in the community that that, you know, obviously is advantageous for them because it's their community. Yeah, so so let me maybe make a suggestions then. I, Please. I you know with upside we work with a lot of athletic trainers, head of performance of you know NBA, NFL, MLS teams, lots of different teams. What I found is that when sometimes they want to get out of elite sports, it's difficult. Now why do they want to get out? Because it's very stressful, they have to work long hours, they're always on the road. So I think if you can extend your services to also uh, performance staff, for example. I think there's a huge opportunity. You know, for example, an athletic trainer, right? Uh, wants to work for Nike. He wants to work for Adidas. He wants to work for, because there are positions out there that I've seen, right? And some of my friends reach out to me and say, hey, 
and you introduce me to Nike for this position. I'm a former athlete, I'm an athletic trainer, right? For MLS teams, right? So I think it's, and maybe I'm wrong, but I would not just focus on the players or former players, but also, you know, like I said, performance staff, right? People who have lots of skills. Uh, some of those people, they come from the military and then they end up working for teams as an athletic trainer. So if I were you, I would look at that market too. Make sense? Well, I think the, the beauty of technology is you can continue to build upon the technology. So, you know, for us, it's it's highly, uh, it's actually critical uh, that we create the space for NFL players in, in the safety uh, and the comfort of them being able to engage one another. Now, yeah. outside of that network, we can always add more networks and those mm -hmm. networks don't have to communicate to each other. So okay. I think the, the beauty is, you know, you know, a year down the line, two years down the line, we have these different pockets. It strides NFL, it strides NBA, it strides trainers, it strides, you know, uh, um, uh, agents. It strides everything. Yeah. Um, be because multiple community, every community is having the problem, you know. Yeah. But but for, for me, the biggest issue right now is the trainer had the ability to go to college and to yeah. finish school and to potentially go, most of these trainers went and got their masters um, mm -hmm. or, you know, or got the, the certifications necessary. NFL athletes didn't. They went to school, yeah. they either left school before before they graduated to go play in the league. And while yeah. they, and, and even if they graduated, while both parties were in the league, all of their colleagues from school were going and getting their MBA, getting their PhD, mm -hmm. getting the certs, and now, they, we leave the game, you retire at 24, 25, 26, mm -hmm. and you're at a disadvantage because the other 24, 25, 26s have been and got all of their certifications and all of their programs. So that's, yep. and we know that 70, it's between 70 and 78% of former players go broke or, in, or, or are in financial stre uh, stress just two years after retiring so wow. there's a major need right now for nfl yes. athletes but then obviously the other communities definitely you know the trainers and so on and so forth yeah and and how do you bridge that gap let's say like you said a guy retires like 25 26 he didn't finish uh maybe college right so i understand you help them to land a job you know work for a corporation but how do you fill that gap the education gap how do you guys help to address that I think I think there's two paths. So one path is the certifications, you know, yep. helping them upskill because these guys just because they don't have the degree or they don't have whatever doesn't mean they're not smart. They had yeah. to learn a number of plays, they had to know, you know, learn a number of different things to, to be yeah. successful in their sport. So um, it's nothing for them to to get some of the upskilling. Uh, we have some some courses that are available. Uh, yep. We're also in the process of doing some partnerships with some major uh, learning management system. Uh, yeah. companies and, and so for yeah. them to absolutely for them to get upskilled in that vein i think is critical and then there's opportunity for strategic partnerships with with uh universities yeah. uh we've 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 met with warden we've we've met with the with university of virginia my alma mater and so yeah. we're we're looking at ways that we can allow guys to go back and get get their schooling now the nflpa uh, offers that as well uh oh, really? they will okay. reimburse you a hundred percent um, hmm. So you just have to you just have to take the initiative and 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 pay for it and go. Um, so we 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 have the right, you know, all the right tools for them. Now it's just about getting them in our ecosystem and and helping them go from good to great. Yeah, 
So now tell me about your team, right? How big is your team? Uh, can you talk about that as well? Yeah, I mean, right now we're we're lean. You know, I think the the beauty of you know this new era that we're in, you don't have to have five hundred tech <laughs> tech people on your tech team. You know, so we've got yeah. we've got um, a CTO who who is really running most of our technology, and then he has a team of a yeah. number of developers and designers, and so um, that's on that front. Uh, I'm spearheading, obviously, like most CEOs, you know, you do everything, but I'm spearheading yeah. a lot of business development and fundraising. Yeah. Um, I've got a, I've got a great team of, of, uh, executive leaders, um, uh, uh, my, my good buddies now, and not only just my colleagues, but, uh, Malora, Shrikar and Rika, um, they, they have been instrumental in building, building this business and helping us get to this, this point. Um, so us four, we work as a, as, you know, a really strong, uh, you know, you know, really strong leadership group. And then we yeah. have Chris Gonzalez, who who is, you know, he's our marketing guy, but, but he's more than a CMO. Um, he's, he's really, you know, he, he understands not only how to market and how to message, but he also knows how to, um, how to synthesize the product and, yeah. and, and help us with different things as far as making it clear and concise and, and making the product work. Um, so, you know, we have a strong team. We're not a big team, um, but yeah. we don't need a big team. You know, we, we, we need, a robust, advanced, amazing product, and yeah. we need the right the right people on board. Uh, so we've got some player ambassadors, um, and 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 a lot of this stuff will be announced very soon. Yeah. Uh, what former players we have on our on our team, and and we've got some really amazing Hall of Famers on our advisory board, um, and so we've we've got all the workings, you know, to make this thing uh, uh, go. Um, now it's just about execution. Well, I think you got an awesome idea. I mean, I. You know, I almost feel like some other companies kind of try to do not exactly what you're doing, but I think you've got the right team to do it. And like you said, it's about execution, right? Most of the time, any, anybody can have ideas, right? It's about right, how you execute. Right. So, uh, so tell me more about your plan for the next 12 months. Are you looking, obviously, to raise money, uh, partner with more, you know, big corporations? What are your plans? We have two two uh, two goals, and uh, and these will spearhead every initiative uh, moving forward. One goal is we want to raise two million dollars. You know that's yeah. that's our that's our big plan, um, and and those finances will help us not only take our product to the next level, but it'll also help us staff up. So the second the second goal is mm -hmm. to bring on leadership um, and bring on employees. Not a not a ton of people, but some really yeah. strong movers and shakers. We want we want the best talent. Um, I myself uh, will come to the point where I would like to replace myself. And bring in a CEO who can take us even further than I can, um, and, and so, yeah. so yeah, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, we want the funds and we want the talent. That's that's okay. what we need. That's great. And so, before I get into the last question, right? So, <clears throat> what are the best players and coaches that you played with, and why, in the NFL? Mm. Best players and coaches. Um, hmm. I think the. So, you know, obviously the best players, there's a, there's different positions that really were special. Uh, Charles Woodson, who I played with on the Cal, uh, on the uh, Raiders yeah. is definitely one of the most brilliant players I've ever played with just yeah. understanding the game. Now I've got to, I've got to put him, uh, I've got to put him slightly above, but there's a person who comes in second place as far as brilliance and that's Tony Romo. 
Um, oh, yeah. Very, not very knowledgeable of the oh, game. Yeah. Knows every single player. He knows every all 22 people on the field's roles and responsibilities at all times. For every game. For every game. Every game. He, he, is, he is that smart. Um, so watching him, watching Charles Woodson. Uh, but, but then I have just some of my favorite teammates I've ever played with. Um, my, my favorite teammate of all time ha- has to be Steve Smith. Uh, from the Panthers he was older when I got there I think he was 32 and I probably yeah. was 24 or 20 23 maybe um, yeah and and he was he knew his stuff he was tough his nails yeah. he was extremely confident but he also had this gentle part of him uh, where he would invest in me and other huh. rookies um, if he liked you 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 know he had your back and, um, right. you know, he, I'll always appreciate him. We don't even talk, but I'll always appreciate him and sing his praises. Um, second favorite teammate has to be Des Bryant on, on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah. One of the most humble, genuine, probably the most humble, genuine and loving teammate I've ever had in my life of all, all, all my years of all sports. Um, introduced himself to me the second I walked in the locker room and wow. took me out to dinner that night. So just a good, good guy, good man. Um, and so, so yeah, but I, I mean, talent wise, you know, those guys, all those guys are extremely talented. Um, a freak of nature, <laughs> uh, would probably be Cam Newton. Um, just, he, he's, yeah. he looks like Goliath. Uh, he can throw the ball, you know, probably the full length of the field, mm-hmm. uh, but he can run. He's, he's fast. Yeah. He can take a hit and he can make a hit, you know, he, he could, he could do it all. So, um, really been excited it's been a great ride getting to know a lot of these guys play with them um yep. and and for me i appreciate that they respected me you know i didn't mm-hmm. play a long a long while uh i didn't yep. i didn't do all do all the things that other guys get celebrated for and i don't care you know i don't <laughs> there's nothing that i don't need people to say oh man you played well like i don't need to be known as a good athlete um mm-hmm. for me i just wanted to be known as a good team and a good friend um and, and a good community uh, you know, activist and supporter for any community that I played in. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate all those guys that I play with. Um, as far as coaches are concerned, mm-hmm. Ricky, Ricky Prohl was my wide receiver coach in, in, uh, in Carolina. And he mm-hmm. just was a good, uh, he was, he was, he was like an uncle to me. He's like a, like a close relative, good yeah. man was in the trenches with me when some guys doubted me or when some guys said, said anything negative, you know, uh, coaches, uh, he would always go to bat for me. Um, yeah. When I scored my first touchdown, he was right there to hug me. You know, I, he was a really special guy. And, and he was under the leadership of Ron Rivera, which I appreciate Ron Rivera as well. Now he's with the, uh, the uh, whatever they call the Redskins now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you got to those are great, uh, great answers. So last question, obviously, we have a lot of tech companies, um, startups, uh, lots of teams, right? Um, I, mean, uh, I mean, literally all the NBA, NFL, MLS, NCAA teams, Get our newsletter every week. Uh, so even the CEO of Google, I shouldn't say that, but he gets our newsletter, right? <laughs> so um, anybody that wants to uh, reach out to you for partnerships, uh, teams, big corporations, how do they reach out to you? They can. Uh, they can first and foremost email me. Um, I don't mind my email being out there. Jared, J A R E D at strides uh, strides AI. Jared at strides AI. Um, also reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's, that's my, my pool. I don't do a lot of Instagram and Facebook okay. and Snapchat and TikTok. I don't do all that stuff. 
Um, but but LinkedIn, I live there. Um, my my uh, my desire is for there to be more athletes and more people on LinkedIn because there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, you know, strides should be more of a compliment uh, to LinkedIn. It's more of a you know, it's it's a closer closer look and, and closer niche. Um, but, but yeah, LinkedIn and email are the easiest ways to connect uh, with me. And, and I'm, I'm always open for a meeting and I fly a lot. So, uh, you know, if I'm ever in anybody's city, I'd love to get lunch. Okay, great. Well, look, uh, that's great. So thank you very much for, for your time today. Great discussion. All the best. I'll try my best to help you any way I can. So thank you. I always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.